Have you ever been in a season of your life where you're waiting on God or just waiting in general? Whether you're waiting on God to provide and fulfill the promise that he gave you or whether you're waiting in the grocery checkout line, waiting is difficult. It's not something that comes natural to us. In this episode, I talk about what it means to wait on God, why it's important, and why we should wait on God. So let's dive in and learn how we can wait well and pass the test of waiting in this season of our life so that we can continue to wait well in future seasons of our lives. I'm so excited for you to listen. Let's get to it. You're listening to Theology Gals, a podcast for women to learn theology in a practical and applicable way. Come join the roundtable and discover all that God has for you. Here's your host, Jari. Have you ever been in a waiting room and felt like time just went on endlessly? Whether it was the doctor's office or maybe waiting for the principal's office, even if it wasn't for a bad thing, there's still some sort of expectancy that's in the air that makes you just want to leave the waiting room and hurry up and get to whatever is on the other side of that door. Have you ever been in God's waiting room? A very important declaration that the Bible calls us to is to wait on the Lord. And even though waiting on the Lord does bring special promises and blessings from God, it's still one of the more difficult ones. Because as humans, our human nature is for one to want to do things in our own will and our own strength and by our own might. But we're also prone to just wanting things now and wanting things immediately, especially as society moves forward and new technologies are invented to have things quicker, more efficiently and rapidly. But over and over, the Bible says, wait on the Lord. One of the more difficult ways that we wait on the Lord, in my opinion, is when we ask God for something and he gives us an answer, but we don't see that promise actually come to pass until a season of waiting. For example, God could say, yes, you're going to go on that missions trip. Yes, you're going to get that job. Or even yes, you're going to become a mother. But the timeline in which these things happen might not be what we expect. And that can sometimes be one of the more difficult aspects of waiting. When you already have an answer and you already believe that what God says is true, but God is still withholding what you thought he promised you. And it's very important to understand that God isn't keeping things from us for his own gratitude or his own pleasure. He's keeping things from us because it's just not the right time. And when it is the right time is really when we understand, oh, now I understand why I couldn't go on that missions trip the first wave. I had to wait till the second wave. Oh, I understand why I was destined for that job, but it wasn't in this season. It was in the next. All of these things have its proper timing and with it, its proper blessings. If we try and force our will and force our way into doing the things that God has promised us when he's given us an answer, it could be more detrimental to us than we even imagine or realize. Now, one aspect of waiting is that we're really doing it at one point or another in our lives on a very consistent basis. Whether we're waiting in line at the grocery store, we're waiting for a date to arrive, we're waiting for something to come in the mail, all the way to we're waiting to get promoted at our job. We are waiting for the results to be seen from that workout and that consistency in those workouts and in eating healthy. Waiting is a part of life and it's not going anywhere. So what exactly does waiting look like from a biblical standpoint and how can we wait well, if you would? 
And to do that, we have to understand what waiting means and what waiting involves. So biblically speaking, waiting on the Lord means to have a confident expectation of what God is going to do. The Hebrew word for waiting is kava, and it's also defined as eagerly waiting, binding together, hoping for, and expecting. So this word, this Hebrew word, can be defined as these different things. And that's why in the Bible, we typically see the word hope and the word waiting together because they tend to go hand in hand, not just in the Bible, but in our daily lives as well. So for example, let's say that you applied for a job and you're waiting to hear back as to whether or not you got the job. There's that waiting period that has to occur, but during that waiting period, there is also that sense of hope that you're really hoping that you do get the job. Or maybe you're hoping you don't get the job because every circumstance is different. But either way, in that situation and in other situations in life, there is a level of hope that comes with waiting, whether you're hoping for something to happen or something not to happen. When we wait on the Lord, there's a level of expectation, of hopeful expectation that we have when we do wait on God because of the simple fact that we understand the nature of God and that God provides blessings over us. Now, waiting for God is like waiting for the sun to rise. There's a natural expectation that something good is going to happen, that no matter what it is, it's going to bless us and benefit us in some type of way. So what exactly is involved when we are waiting? Well, waiting actually involves a certain level of knowledge and trust. So let's take your favorite TV show. And this is in a non-Netflix sense, but when you're waiting for your show to come on, you have a certain level of trust and expectation on the broadcasting network to play it, on your TV to be working, on all of these different aspects and factors that produce this show to come on at a specific time on a specific channel at a specific day. All of these things come into your TV show coming on and for you to be able to watch it. We trust that the sun is going to rise every morning and going to set every evening because of the fact that it's performed well, because we put our trust in something that we see consistency in. We trust that the sun is going to come up because it's never failed. Because no matter what happens, the sun is going to rise and it's going to set. Based on its track record, we can trust that it's going to do that. So similarly, we should put our trust in the Lord that he is not going to make a promise that he made. God's track record is that he has never failed. God is not going to just go back on whatever he's promised you just because you're in a season of waiting. And the more confidence that we have in God, the easier it can become to wait. And easier in the sense that we don't get anxious, we don't get antsy, that even though we're waiting and it could suck in the moment, that waiting for God's promises is worth it in the end. And the more confidence that we do have in God, the easier that this process becomes. And we get that confidence in waiting on God by passing these tests, by waiting little by little. It could be waiting for a short amount of time, waiting to hear that you got that job, waiting that one day, that couple days. And then when you pass that test and you wait on God to provide what he has promised you, then When the time comes for you to wait for bigger things for longer periods of time, it won't seem as difficult because you've passed the early tests. You've passed the tests that are leading up to that moment when you have to continue to wait. 
Now, while we're in these waiting seasons, we're actually called to seek the Lord because if we're in these waiting seasons and we're not doing that, it can be very easy for doubt and anxiety to creep in. Now, we're called to seek the Lord in all aspects of life, but it is especially important to seek the Lord while we're in these periods because I truly believe that these are moments that the enemy can use to really shake our faith and to place doubt in us where it should really be a moment that we're trusting God even more because we're in that season of expecting him to move and to do something and for him to pour out his blessings upon us. Lamentations 3.25 says, The Lord is good to those who trust in him, to the one who seeks him. So how exactly can we seek God during not just our waiting periods, but throughout our life in general? Well, time in the word and studying his word is how we can seek him is how we can seek his answers. It's time praying, asking God, and just having a conversation with him, meditating on who God is and what he wants to do in us and through us during this time because these are the moments that we tend to find that our faith is actually built if we put these things into practice. These are the moments that we share about whenever we're on the other side to encourage others to say, look what God has done. So as we wait, it's important to rest in the Lord's timing, to have trust that God's timing is correct, that no matter how it seems on our end and in our physical eyes, that God has a higher plan and a higher purpose. So when we're waiting on God and we're waiting in his timing, it's important to remember what Psalm 145:15 says, and it goes, everything looks to you in anticipation and you provide them with food on a regular basis. I also want to share Galatians 6, 9 that says, So we must not grow weary in doing good, for in due time we will reap if we do not give up. Now, these two verses both talk about timing and God's timing. And both of these verses show that if we wait on God and wait on his timing, that he will honor the promises that the Bible has for us when we obey him and go through that waiting period. So if we believe in the Lord and we believe that his promises are good and true and that we have faith in God, then that waiting period should not be too difficult because that's where our confidence and our hope comes from. It's definitely a test and a challenge because, again, as human beings, it's not in our nature to be content in a waiting period, but that's where our hope and our faith in Christ comes in, which gives us, again, that confidence to just trust him through those times. And from what I found in waiting on God is that a lot of times God is trying to teach you something in those seasons, in those periods of waiting, whether that's being content in your situation, whether that's building your faith, whatever it may be. God doesn't ask you to wait just to simply wait. He's asking you to wait because he's trying to build your faith in some aspect. And I mean that in the sense that God is not going to be mean in asking you to wait. He's not going to ask you to wait because he's like, no, you don't get it right now just because I say so. God is not a God to, to do that. He's not a God to withhold things from us simply because he doesn't want us to have them. God withholds things from us because he wants us to wait on his timing and he wants to grow some aspect of our lives. So if you're in that period of waiting, I just encourage you, ask God what he's trying to teach you in that season 
season? Ask God, I understand that I'm waiting. So what is it that you want me to focus on? What is it through prayer and through seeking him? What is it that he is asking you to grow in your faith and in that aspect of your life? So all that being said, why exactly should we wait on the Lord? Well, Jeremiah 14, 22 says, Do any of the worthless idols of the nations cause rain to fall? Do the skies themselves send showers? Is it not you, O Lord, our God, who does this? So we put our hopes in you, because you alone do all of this. Now this verse is basically saying that we should put our trust in the Lord, that we should wait on him, because God can do above and beyond anything we could ever ask or imagine. Because God is... God, because he has the power to do all of these things, because no matter what happens, God will always be faithful, that God will never fail. So this verse is basically telling us that nobody can do what God can do. So shouldn't we put our trust and our hope and our confidence in someone like this, in someone who can actually provide what no one else can provide? Now, at this point, I'm sure there are some of you who are thinking, this all sounds great, Jotty, but what if I'm in a season of waiting right now that I feel like I just don't have the strength to continue? What am I supposed to do? How do I get through this so that when the next waiting period comes around, I can actually wait well? Or maybe you're thinking, I'm already in a season of waiting. I don't want to go through the next one. I just want this one to end. Well, thankfully, there are promises of God that he has for us through our seasons of waiting, even when we feel like we just can't continue on. And the first comes from Isaiah 40, 31. And it says, But those who wait for the Lord's help find renewed strength. They rise up as if they had eagle's wings. They run without growing weary. They walk without getting tired. Now, in this verse, there are three specific promises. The first is that they will mount up with wings like eagles. The second, they will run and not get tired. And the third, they will walk and not become weary. Now let's take the first promise. They will mount up with wings like eagles. Now this is actually saying that we have the ability to rise up above our problems. The problems of life that we go through, and especially those in our waiting period, because we have a relationship with the Lord and because we wait on Him, we actually have the ability to rise up above all of the challenges that we face during those waiting periods. Now, number two, they will run and not get tired. Now, this is actually a really good analogy because it's one that's directly related to an action that actually depletes your strength and this is a perfect example of one of god's promises that we can actually hold him to if we meditate on this verse and really seek him and ask god hey your word says that they will run and not get tired i'm running this race i'm in this waiting period now i'm going to ask you to help me to not get tired and god will stand firm to his word if we pray this and if we seek him and if we believe that god's word is true then we have the ability to continue to run the race of waiting as weird as that may sound we have the ability to get through that without actually feeling tired or exhausted or like we can't do it anymore the more difficult the situation, the more that we need to draw close to God and cling to him because that is where our strength will come from and that is where this verse can really manifest itself in our lives. Now the third, they will walk and not become weary. Another analogy of a physical action that can also deplete our strength and endurance. Now walking is really 
in this verse trying to portray it like our everyday life and all of the daily things that we go through our daily routines all of these things and even when those things can be particularly stressful we still need to wait on the lord and we still need to trust him and cling to him because as easy as it is to not have strength as we're running a race it can be just as easy to lose our strength in our daily routines of life it can be just as easy to get caught up in the humdrum of life and just say god i i don't want to do this anymore just because one involves a quicker pace that doesn't mean that we won't get weary doing the more steady and stable pace so that being said, although waiting can be extremely difficult, it is something that we are going to go through in our lives, really no matter what season of life that we're in. We're always going to be waiting on something. The challenge is to wait on God and wait on his promises and to have the endurance to get through that. And we can get through that by having faith and confidence in the Lord and just trusting in him and seeking him through those waiting periods. If anything, it's important to get through those waiting periods by seeking God, clinging to him and just growing closer to him because we don't want the enemy to try and come in to place doubt, to place fear, to place anxiety in those moments. So if you're in a waiting period, I really pray that this episode encouraged you. And if you know someone who's in their own waiting period, I just encourage you to be there for them, be their friend, and give them these tools. Give them the tools to wait on the Lord in the proper way to be able to wait well so that they can pass this test. And if you yourself have gone through a waiting period, I just pray that this encourages you to continue to wait well and to encourage others. Because you have gone through something that either they might not have gone through yet or that they're experiencing in this moment. So I encourage you to just encourage them, to give them the tools that they need to wait well. Waiting can be difficult, but with God, all things are possible. I hope you learned so much throughout our time together. It would mean the world to me if you were to like, rate, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Even take a screenshot of the episode and share it on Instagram. Tag me at Theologigals and let me know what you think. I want to know what you thought and what you want to listen to next. Until next time, this has been Theologigals. Gals.